0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24 7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream. Let's get underway. Where are we? Uh Wow. Wow. Saturdays were made for this. The biggest names and the biggest games are right here. Triple M rocks the NRL. To our mates at King G. Welcome to the Triple M Saturday Scrub.
1: So good to be with you uh, for the hour we get to share before we uh, cross into the Swans game. But uh, before then, what a joy, a privilege and pleasure it always is at this time of the week to welcome the great man Peter Sterling to the show.
2: Pete? Hello, Tony, Reedy, MG and listeners. Uh, lovely Hi, to be here as always. I've got to say, I thought it was highly appropriate that you started the show off with David Bowie singing Sorrow oh, yeah. just after Reedy's uh, tipping efforts were pointed <laughs> oh, out, they or bad. non-efforts, should we say. Aren't they
1: bad? Do you do that, though, when you're tipping competition or when you're or having to tip publicly, you never go with Parramatta because of your heart, you know, you go with your head, don't you?
2: Well, that's what people want. They want to know what yes. you really think, not what your heart says. Yeah, uh, right. I, I probably brought it up because I'm three from three, um, <laughs> this That might have it. something to do with yeah. it. And I have tipped Parramatta tonight, but uh, a bit shaky one tonight, I'm a bit worried about that one.
1: Before speaking of tips, before we get there, what about the golden slipper? I know you don't mind oh, uh, yeah. seeing them run around. I'm on Artorias, uh, I won,
2: yeah, won the blue diamond, uh, huge run in that. It's doesn't have any wet weather form. I think it's a soft seven or something today, so it's not the heavy nine or ten we were expecting. But um, on its last run, that was five weeks ago, so a bit of a bit of a, a gap. But um, that's what I'm on.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> nice. All right. Now, look, there's a couple of things we have touched on, but uh, I'd like to get your take on them, dig a little bit deeper. Uh, let's start. I mean, that the game on Thursday night was just a sensational piece of rugby league, wasn't it? It was fantastic,
2: yeah. And uh, got the finish that we wanted. Um I'm pretty certain that Viliarma he might have just stayed down looking for <laughs> for, for a cork to come his way before he realized nothing no. was coming then he was up like an olympic gymnast yeah. and headed off that way so uh yeah crazy finish um but uh yeah Wonderful game of footy, Uh, been a long, long time since the Melbourne Storm have lost two in a row and they've been absolute nail biters, Uh, but I thought the Panthers without Nathan Cleary, I know everybody has said it and it's right, we saw the other night why Matt Burton is in such demand from the Bulldogs to be there now and why the Panthers want to keep him. Now I made the point last last week that the Melbourne Storm, it took 32 players for them to win the competition last Mm. year. You you don't win it with 17, you don't win it with 20, you win it with, with more than that, and, and Matt Burton will be called upon many times, You know, certainly during the origin period as well, you would expect. Uh, you know, why would Penrith let him go?
1: Yeah, absolutely vindicated that whole discussion yeah. last week about, oh, you're standing in front of the kid. No, that kid just got a great opportunity and took it with both hands. He,
2: he was phenomenal. It might have been two, he kicked a lot, maybe two kicks that, if he had his time again, he wouldn't, but the other ones he just absolutely nailed
1: yeah, he was brilliant. All right, before I get to the next game, Reid, you can just update, it's been a bit going on this afternoon, certainly with the uh, coronavirus issue in Brisbane and how that affects the Broncos and anybody's playing them. And what, what's the latest there?
3: So basically the Broncos and their dressing room will be on lockdown tonight. Um, no one will be allowed in the dressing room after the game, only the players and staff. Has anybody uh, been going into the sheds after the games anyway? Yeah, we have been, I think this year. Yeah. No, I don't mean... In <laughs> no, oh, yeah. <laughs> has uh, yeah, been a very good place. It's probably a blessing in disguise, right? <laughs> None, None of the old boys, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no impact on the crowd, other than obviously the normal social distancing, and there'll be um, extra reminders about wearing masks and so on. The big issue will be potentially uh, they play Melbourne uh, next week in Melbourne. They may have to go down there early to fulfil uh, protocol requirements in Melbourne, so they may have to go down there 72 hours before the game, um, the Broncos. So that that's the big issue looking forward. But at the moment, the 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 dressing rooms are locked down, and obviously they're, they're take, and Canterbury Canterbury are in lockdown in their hotel as well. So. Um, there's a real concern up there. Mm. All right. And the other uh, thing... that baffles,
4: baffles me somewhat. The, mm. the fact that they're going to have a... Uh, they've got 100% capacity up there, haven't they? Yeah, they have, yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it with the crowd. I mean, surely if... You know, this guy who's tested um, positive was... He's known it since last Friday. He's been to a lot, a lot of places since then. So I, I just don't, for the life of me, know why they're, they're not doing anything about the crowd. Well, well, I'm listen, letting, the crowd, that that's... I imagine that's an issue for the state... Government, government and their
1: chief medical yeah. officer, whereas what goes on with the Broncos in their dressing room would be part of what the NRL's um, biosecurity yep. uh, people are saying, I'd imagine. But they do
3: lia- they're obviously liaising with the government at the same time because they're liaising with the Victorian government about that game next week. If the v- Victorian government... Well, they're going to be very staunch. Yeah. Only,
1: only tougher would be if they were going to Western Australia for any reason. Yeah.
3: But the Victorian government will play a big part in what happens over the next six days or seven days or whatever it is with the Broncos in terms of travelling down to Melbourne next week for that game. Yeah.
1: Pete, the other thing, uh, as we go into that game, uh, the, the roosters, is the injury toll. Now, there's a, a lot to talk about. Luke Keary, his season is over. We think it's the ACL. Uh, Lamb as well. I think it's the medial medial, medial, medial. medial. So six weeks or eight weeks or whatever that's going to take. And uh, then some friendly fire from Jared Warrior Hargreaves
2: yeah, on Lindsay in- Collins. Injury to insult, wasn't it? Yeah. Because they were outplayed. They were out-thought as well. Um, mm. But... Uh, to get beaten in that fashion, and then to lose some key men, especially Kiri like yeah. we know. Uh, I heard Rudy say, you know, I imagine Hutchinson will come in as one of the halves, um, and we may well see Sam Walker. But that's a far cry from having a Luke Kiri there running the show and Lachlan Lamb, who is coming along nicely. So, so yeah, some concerns for them. Um, their their depth of roster will be will be tested, no doubt about that. And you know, we've always. I guess, complimented just how well they do recruit. So that'll be put to the test. I did like his reaction after the game. You know, Trent Robinson, he he basically did what he had to do and said, look, we can't do anything about it now. We'll be disappointed for five minutes, but then we'll be excited about what is to come. And that's the attitude that they're going to have and that's the way he'll lead them. But uh, when you're down on those kind of troops, it's, uh, it's difficult.
1: Yeah, because somebody is, as he said, somebody's going to get an opportunity and see how, how they go. How, how long do you reckon before, I don't, you know, obviously it's going to be positional shifts if they were to do it, to get a Joseph Suwali into that back line and push somebody else into the six? Well, it
2: might be sooner than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, no, I, I don't think it'll... I, I think they'll keep him back for a while as yet. It would be a slow introduction. I think more to the point would be Sam Walker. As to when he'll he'll get his run because you know his position has opened up basically, and um, he's been I think closer than Sawali has been in the last couple of weeks anyway. So, um, but you know they may well try and blood the young man at, at some stage. Um, I guess I'll just have a look at proceedings now in regards to you know is Radley back is Verrill's back. Um, what are we are going to do? I made the point last week. I walked into boy uh, to the Campbelltown last week with Boyd Cordner. He was fantastic. He said he felt on top of the world. He felt so much better. They have a plan in place, and he was excited about that, but that's not going to take place until halfway through the year. So at least they've got him to look forward to, but they've um, they've got some patching to do between now and then.
4: It could be a case of uh, two players who didn't play last night, Walker and maybe uh, Radley filling in the half roles. Radley might come at 5'8". I mean, it's at the moment, I know Hutchinson is, is a special specialised 5'8", but with, with young Walker probably being... Um, giving his chance a lot earlier than they expected. You want someone in, in there like a Radley who's going to protect him a bit. I, I, I just the way this is going at the moment with the, the pressure they're putting on, not pressure but the, they're relying on two guys who are teenagers, Swali and, and Walker at the moment um, until the troops do come back which is going to be a while as you mentioned uh, Boyd Corden not twelfth the 12th round. Um, that, that's a massive blow to, to the Roosters. Uh, that's a massive blow having Kiri gone for the season. That's that's a, that's akin to yeah, look every playmaker in the game. Um, if, if if Cleary wasn't at Penrith or Munster wasn't at the uh, the Storm, I just think it's 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 a bridge too far. I think for the Roosters you now. If there is a solution
3: there somewhere, you know Trent Robinson's going
4: to find yeah. it because yeah, there's not yeah. many smarter coaches
3: in rugby league than Trent Robinson. Yeah, um, the
2: other guy's Jake Friend too.
3: Mm, yeah, which, true. You know,
2: he's significant. Um, yeah, you know, and Lussick does does well, but you know when you're looking for leadership. He's, he's another one that's, mm. uh, well, both he and Boyd were the co-captains. The
3: and I think he's still going to see the independent specialist, Jake Friend, to get a, a clearance from him or, or a, uh, an, a an analysis from him on whether he's right to come back, so... Oh, that may may happen this week.
1: Hey, still I just want to talk to me uh, um, and just me alone uh, about the about the dragons. Don't worry about mentioning Manly. We'll get to them in a minute. Chief, this is Max. Every <laughs> <laughs> time I've fallen for that this week. Uh, what, the, the dragons. I mean, it was uh, this time when we were sitting here last week. They'd had one game, one loss. Seven days later, they're four points in the kit.
2: Yeah, I thought they played really well. I think they've played well the last two weeks. Um, Last weekend, Anthony Griffin was disappointed with the 18 points that they conceded, thought that they were soft tries, and they were. But they they won that game in round two on their defence. They had to defend three or four sets in a row there with about 10 or 15 minutes to go. The old Dragons don't do that. They've got beaten against the Cowboys. And I thought they would... They were really good against Manly. Um, they looked controlled. A lot of talk, obviously, about how good Ben Hunt has been, and so too Corey Norman. But the development uh, guys who who really look comfortable under Anthony Griffin, Fui yeah, he's mm. been tremendous on that, that edge. Uh, Josh Kerr, who I've always liked, I think he's you know coming on in, in loops and, and bounds as well. Um, and I think the real guy who's going to prove you know if if I don't want to put the mock on him, but Jack Bird. Yeah. Is looking great. When you have a look at the defensive deficiencies they had in Mudgee, and they honestly they weren't on the same page. They didn't know whether to come in, stay out, or like they just got it completely wrong. To see the decision making on both sides now involving the centres, the halves, and the edge back rowers and the wingers, I'll throw those in. Ravalawa and and, and Cody Ramsey and Cody made Ramsey, some yeah. great decisions. So they have they have taken what was a real problem area. Like mm. they just. And somehow they've uh, under Anthony Griffin, they've they've worked that out, and they looked very solid in that department. So, um, whilst the confidence is there, um, you know they'll be looking to make hay while well, the sun is shining for them. Yeah, and it's been a wonderful six days for them.
1: Just want to reiterate how yeah, I've, yeah, I've I, never given up on them at all. The
0: Triple M Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M Rocks Footy. Readies Read
1: Read Mail. So fortunate we have uh, the greatest living NRL journalist uh, with us on the panel.
3: When's he getting <laughs> here? Is that why he's sponsored by Billabong? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you know I got all this stuff. My, my brother Billabong. lives on the Gold Coast. There's a Billabong outlet store up there. Is it? Yeah, you br- get all Burley. the stuff cheapest chips. So Burley. Yeah. What second? it's, no, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, back it? of Southport. I think. Yeah, back of, oh. uh, sorry, back of a. Uh, that's New Bill. Waters. Yeah. Right. Ka-ching. Have you got any mail for us? Yeah, sorry. Uh, look, this uh, <laughs> this developing story time up in Brisbane with yep. uh, COVID. Um, so the NRL is now hired a private, private plan for the Broncos for that game against Melbourne next week. Um, they'll fly down, I think I mentioned before, 72 hours before the game. So they'll fly down on Tuesday at this stage. They'll only go COVID tests immediately, get, immediately go straight into a bubble and then fly home straight after the game. That's the plan for but next they'll week. They'll
1: have the ability to get out to a training venue, I
3: take it yes, with that. Yes, they'll, they'll be able to have the captains run and train and so on, but minimal contact, obviously, with the public. But, yeah, they'll have to go down three days before the game and on a charter flight, much like the teams were doing last year, and they'll fly home straight after the game. And, and I mean, that's all happened this afternoon. So I imagine between now and next Friday there'll be more changes Changes in, uh, in what happens, but that's the, the plan at this stage. So
1: this all, all starts from the one case out of Brisbane, which yep. is the UK variant... Uh, Australian, I and it's understand. now two
3: case, two likely acquired cases now. No, so okay, uh, okay, they found another one. So obviously on red alert up there, and the Broncos have obviously got to do abide by what I imagine the Victorian government saying that they want uh, Brisbane to do to, to make sure that game goes ahead on Friday night.
1: Alright, okay. And uh, look, still north of the border, the, the Gold Coast and their interest in
3: uh, Brandon Smith. Well, it's got an impact for a few clubs, actually, because there was a few clubs in the mix for Brandon Smith. Canterbury, Gold Coast, Brisbane. Um, I'm told now Brandon Smith's made the decision to stay in Melbourne next year. He won't be leaving at the end of the year. And the Gold Coast have actually moved on already. They've made an offer to a guy named Daryl Clark. He's a former Man of Steel in Super League in England. Uh, he's, the, he's an England hooker, uh, plays for Warrington. I think he's um, behind, obviously, Josh Hodgson, the pecking order with England, but uh, he's the second set, second in charge. I guess you could say for him, is his, is his backup. Um, the Gold Coast, I'm told, have actually tabled an offer to to Daryl Clark uh, for next season. He's got a year left in his contract at Warrington. I'm told he's been allowed; uh, they will release him to leave uh, um, without a transfer fee. They hope to get someone else, uh, obviously, to fill that vacancy. But by the sounds, of, and I'm told Canterbury are also interested in Daryl Clark as well. But by the sounds of, Brandon Smith will now stay in Melbourne next year, and. Gold Coast have moved on. So I'm assuming
2: Brandon Smith stays with the understanding or the realisation that he's going to play 13 or after yep. <clears throat> that Harry Grant has the spot and yep. if he is going to, he's not going to be able to play hooker there unless something changes in regards to that because while yep. Harry Grant's available, he'll be the 9.
3: Yep, that, I think that's the situation right now still. I mean, with Brandon, things could change between now and the end of the year, but I'm told he's, he's told the other clubs that are interested in which his management has now that At the moment, as it stands right now, he's going to stay, and obviously the Gold Coast don't have time to sit in their hands. They've gone and pursued someone
4: else. So do you think Bellamy's – I know Craig Bellamy's been offered a lifetime, which is lifetime Mm. until he's 69 or 70 by the storm, and basically giving him a free reign, whatever job he wants. Do you think the likes of Jerome Hughes and now Brandon Smith and maybe Pappenhausen have an idea who's going to be coach? after Bellamy locates or really like, locates or will it be Bellamy? Do you think Bellamy's gonna stay? Well they've offered they want Craig to stay for one more year as head coach. That
3: that offers on the table for Craig and um I spoke to Craig after the game for a while on Friday night, and I'm not sure he's ready to make a decision even yet. I don't, you know, mm. they obviously play Brisbane next week, and I don't think we'll... Uh, he's been hanging out it, with Cam Smith about decision making. There's a chance we might get a decision thinking, before then. Some advice. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting <laughs> on who replaces him because the guy they want, I think, is Jason rolls and Jason rolls is on Eddie Jones's coaching staff and it with right. English Rugby Union. But there's a meeting next week about Eddie Jones mm. with his future with English Rugby. There's a chance Eddie Jones might get sacked. Well, he had a poor
1: Six Nations. Yeah, yeah,
3: and the English media's turned on him over there, like. They have turned on him like rabid dogs over there. So there's there's every chance I'm Eddie not gets... not like the English media. What's that? It's not like the English no, media. No, they're normally so, so <laughs> nice, <laughs> aren't they? Forgiving. Um, so there's a chance that Rawlsie will actually be out of work as a result of that. So um, even if Craig doesn't take up that offer for the full-time job next year, I mean, Rawlsie may, may be available. I mean, Rol- I think Rawlsie had maybe try and get out of, out of the England deal anyway and if he got offered the job, but oh, that yeah. might free him of that difficulty. I like think Eddie Jones should arrange uh, an interview with the Royals
2: and that'll get him back <laughs> on side. He'll <laughs> be sweet, Absolutely. The English public,
3: they'll turn back his mate, way. once you lose English, the media over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're in massive Bit trouble. Bit of Fleet Street in you, I reckon, oh, yeah. oh, mate, please. Well, what about that? Do you, what do you
1: make of that? Uh, the cross-code thing with coaches? Now, I see today Michael Checker saying, yeah. I mean, he's coaching Lebanon, yeah, I think, if, Lebanon, if, if yeah. the World Cup goes ahead, But with a view that, you know, because he spent some time, he and Trent, uh, Trent Robinson uh, yep. are pretty close. They travel overseas to America together, Watch. All that sort of he was stuff. on the
3: coaching staff at the Roosters last Co- year. Correct.
1: How still how tough do you reckon it is for someone like Jack to be able to go into a system if it went beyond Lebanon and into an NRL? I've
2: no idea Tony because it's <laughs> really happened. Yeah. Has it really and no. it's not something that we've ever kind of entertained. We just thought well, you know, they're different sports. Um, I think a, a lot of coaching is similar and does you know transcends borders type thing that um, but I guess when the intricacies of the game are involved, mm. and you know he said he he'll never be a technician of, of of the game, so you just put people around you who are. But if you're a good man manager and you understand sport and professionalism and success and all of those kind of things, I think yeah, you could probably contribute in any sport. It's just that you've got to have the right people around you for the areas that you aren't yeah. um, as comfortable in or as knowledgeable in as others.
1: yeah. That's why I, I hire people who can talk good.
4: <laughs> you good talking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had one of them s- such um, mentioned at Balmain when uh, Alan Jones yes, in '93 right. was yeah, my coach, course. and obviously Jones he didn't know the in- intricacies of what rugby league, but he was an inspiring type character. And I think at the end of the day, if you're a good man manager and you've got the players. Interest at heart, and they feel that I think you'll do anything for the bloke who's who's carrying the whistle, no matter whether it's an ex-union player, a coach, or an ex-AFL coach. As long as they they know what you're about and they they love what you're doing and have 100% um, faith in you, I think you'll get you'll do anything for them.
2: And as Alan pointed out, when we turn the corner, it'll be a freeway. They <laughs> 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 just never got to that corner. No, Josie <laughs> <No, we're laughs> right was
4: Josie was the, of the opinion if you train really well, that you know you had enough. Go, okay, so go home. So we got together and we said, boys, come on, let's, we've got to train our ass off so we can get home, get an early mark. So we we used to warm up on the field, did like that fast walking, touch footy, and then we turned into jogging and. One day, Jonesy came from a meeting, and he was, he was in his suit and tie and stuff, and he's seen us all training and scoring tries with like oranges over our head and everything. He said, go home, you guys. Go home. He said, "We are there for half an hour playing touch footy." He said, "Go home." <laughs> so every, every Tuesday we tried to do the same thing. He didn't say it to us again. I heard. He, I, I
2: heard he said, "You can't improve perfection." Go <laughs> <Yeah>. home.
3: <laughs> Go home.
1: That's exactly how it was done. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> perfection. There's, there's a uh, an expansion thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to just hang on for, okay. for a moment, will you? Because I might throw it into uh, believe it or not, oh. which is next on the Saturday Scrum.
0: <laughs> Triple M Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Billy.
2: Believe it
1: or not. Oh, just a, I only do the segment for the opening. It's so funny. that's it? That's it? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. One of your better segments, okay. actually, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, all right, here we go. Believe it or not, I throw some propositions to you. You tell me whether you believe it or not and a little bit of why. All right, we've been talking about this today. Because of the injuries. The injuries that we saw last night and the others that are mounting so heavily, we have to put a red line through the Roosters' premiership aspirations. Peter Sterling, believe it or not?
2: I don't believe it. It's round three. Uh, Like I say, they've they've got depth in their roster that's put to the test, but they will have second half of the season. They'll have a lot of players back um, and they'll build momentum. They'll play finals football. Um, but after round three, no, I'm certainly, despite the fact, you know, immediately things look look um, dim.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, no, I, I can't do that at this stage of the year.
1: Okay, can you put the red pen? Uh, I'm gonna.
3: I've, uh, sadly, yes. i I've, i I've, I think without Luke Kiry for the year, I th- and, and given they already started the year with untried half beside him, I think they're going to struggle now. Uh, look, I think they make the finals, and I think. You know, they might win in week one. I just think come prelim time, um, uh, even if they make the grand final, I just think they're going to miss Luke Kerry at some point when when it it gets hard in the finals, when the whips are cracking, as they say.
4: All right, and MG, I think you've already kind of... Yeah, I believe. As far as winning the comp, yeah, I don't think they can win the comp now that kerry has got a long-term injury. I think they're going to be, as Sterling said, I think they'll make the eight... Be competitive, but I don't. I think as far as winning the comps, there's you know, three or four teams above them in that regard now.
2: I do want to show in the fact I didn't have them winning the comp. I've got Penrith playing Canberra in the grand final.
4: So. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah. I'm with you.
3: You didn't have so comp- you'd already put a line through them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> through them winning the premiership, but they are certainly one of the five teams that I had there. That yeah. you know, right in contention, six teams maybe.
3: Yeah. You know. <laughs> getting fewer
1: and fewer not, well, you have to have the dragons well, de- <laughs> <Seven> dragons. <laughs> dragons with a bullet, wait wait baby. wait, wait that hasn't come yet because that's a believe it or not <laughs> uh, sure no no uh, alright speaking of this oh. from your uh, I'll start with you Reedy because mm. uh, I took it out of your mail but my believe it or not and you can give us some background first New Zealand and I know that, that uh, Peter Volandis has been talking a lot about this not just to about a 17th team but about an 18th team talking about uh, a second one New Zealand New Zealand is the wrong place to expand to have a
3: second team in the NRL? See, I don't believe that. I don't mind the idea myself. Mm-hmm. The issue is a lot of clubs clubs at the moment are railing against expansion. In fact, they've hired their own consultancy firm to, to do a deep dive into it. They're paying for it out of their own pocket because I think they're concerned that the game can't support a 17th team. Um, and the interesting part of this is the NRL is doing their own investigation. Now, if the two of them don't match up, you're going to have the clubs or the majority of clubs in the NRL with differing viewpoints or whether the game should expand or not. And then you've got your classic rugby league bun fight between head office and the club. So I think the, the uh, reports that, that, that's being done by, uh, uh, they're called the Gemba Group. It's uh, a company that James Hurd's a director of, I think. Okay. Uh, that'll come back in early January. Uh, if that comes back and says that the game can't support exp- support expansion, then you have the majority of the clubs against it, and that's when it's going to get so really thorny. So all 16 40. clubs are involved Not in all 16, it? but the no. majority are fine. It's a, I think it's costing $50,000. They're all chipping in, and the majority of them are chipping in for it okay all right well, we'll set that aside but you're saying if
1: should it uh, go ahead you're happy for I'd new be, zealand to yes. be the, the place to have because a second Because
3: I, I think there's untapped playing potential over there i think at the moment over here where we've sort of bled it dry a little bit um but i think over there you can there's the the potential to to a lot of players who who may, maybe aren't getting a start in rugby or aren't getting a start in rugby league with another team there you know, i think you could tap into that
1: all right mg you're happy to go to 18 after this 17 yeah then are you happy for it to be in new zealand
4: well it looks it looks inevitable that we're going to have another one in queensland so that makes 17 I'm not, i don't like a competition with buys so if it's not um if it's going to be a 17th team i'd like to see perth obviously i've, I've been there done it uh, i know that's probably a long shot um if i had to pick another side i'd, I'd go back to the central coast I just think we've got to go back to that market. I, I know that Newcastle aren't far away, and but you know the, the Bears won't die. The Bears keep kicking along. Um, you've seen what the Mariners done this year, in, in, as far as soccer goes. After four or five ordinary years, and all of a sudden the place is electric. I'd, I, don't know. I just Central Coast is one of the third big, third or fourth biggest nursery in, in the world as far as rugby league players go, and I, I just think we 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 dumped the bucket on them too too early in the piece. As soon as the Northern Eagles didn't work. Um, we kind of put the queue in the rack. But I'd like to see us revisit that.
2: See, I can't understand why that didn't work. Like, you know, putting Manny and North Sydney together, who would have ever thought that would be a bad <laughs> idea?
4: That's like putting Penrith <laughs> Parramatta together. Really? <laughs> surprise, surprise. They're
2: so true. I think New Zealand are viable. Um, and again, mainly because uh, Rudy said that there is an untapped market there in, in player strength. And I think Phil Gould's involvement there and in the improving yeah. of the pathways and that, you know, it could be very telltale in the next couple of seasons, which would be a, a big boost as well. You know, if young players over there can see that there is a better way uh, and a more effective way to go to the NRL than maybe not going into rugby union ranks, and, and that, that could heavily count in their favour.
1: All right. Well, as we know, uh, Manly got hammered by the Dragons yesterday evening. Uh, Coach Des Hasler had this to say in the press conference. This quality and, and this quality fight on this side. We'll,
3: we'll find out. We'll dig our way out. You watch. Believe it or not, we'll dig our way out. You watch. Brent Red? Uh, I think they'll win a game eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they can dig their way out enough to make play finals footy. Um, I think when Tommy Droyovic gets gets back, they'll be a lot better. and They'll get better quickly, but um, I'm not sure they can dig their way out enough to... Be a factor this season. Yeah, I don't believe it.
2: I haven't seen the fight. I didn't see it yesterday. Des saw something I didn't. Um, I know that they gave themselves no chance. The amount of drop ball in that first half, yeah. they basically didn't give themselves an opportunity. But, and I go back to the second half of last year, we saw no fight whatsoever. I think, did I see a stat somewhere that they've conceded at least 26 points in their last 13 games or yeah, something? would make it's, sense, yeah. Uh, and they've lost,
3: the, they've lost the, the I, think they've row, won,
2: I think they've won one of their last 13 or 14, yeah. and big score lines against them in all those. Even the game that they won, um, the opposition still scored that many points. So uh, Des is hopefully seeing something that I'm not, but I haven't seen enough fight from them for Do, a while.
1: In terms of that fight, does when they get a stat about how uh, often, well, no, how... Difficult for them to win without Tommy Trebouich. does the rest of the team. They go, well, you know, that's, and then they they haven't won in Cogra, sorry, in Wollongong for a hundred years. Well, if
2: that's their mentality, they'll never win.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no
2: yeah. You, you can't, you can't be thinking that. Like Tom, Tommy should be the last person that they're thinking of now. He's he's not he's unavailable for selection. <laughs> yep. He's not even the in the equation to be, to be in your thoughts.
4: Yep. Well, two thousand nineteen, when Tommy was out as well, they had that run towards the back end of the year. And without Tommy, and they, you know, had guys, you know, playing out of their skin. Um, it's, a, it's all about attitude, you know. I, I don't believe that they will get themselves out of it. I, there is some good signs at Manly. The young Schuster, I think he's a star of the future. I, I know he's a five eight, but he's he's bulked up to be a back rower now. And I, he, some of the, some of the touches he had yesterday against the Dragons were something to be excited about if you're a Manly fan. But, you know, the the talk about Marty the Power being moved on. They've lost Fennel Blake last year. They haven't got a genuine hooker at the moment. Uh, it's grim at the moment for Manly. All right, this is the last one. Just been
1: added. And now just... What <laughs> well, was, just trying, was it. just trying to read it here. Oh, well, That's from like the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. And the winner set, is... Is that a rundown? Yes, <laughs> it, it is. It's looking here. There's an added one on the, the... The Dragons will make the finals in 2021. Ah, believe it or not, oh. the Dragons will make the finals in 2021. Peter Sterling, you can go. <laughs> No, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's a premeditated wow. answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Three no. years in the making. And you know what? what?
2: I think I'm going to be in the majority. <laughs> yes,
4: I think you're right. I think they'll make it in 2022. There you go. Oh, that's nice. Okay, that's something to look forward well, that's to. That's not the question. No. No, no, not 2022. No, <laughs> that's a good enough no. answer for me. I think they <laughs>
1: finished
3: ninth. You're You're going to take over from the Tigers. Yeah, I finished. Not Tigers, I finished. God knows. Where are the Tigers Tigers (laughs) finishing? Not ninth. (laughs) Some people are ninth. There is your
0: Believe It or Not for this week. (laughs) The Triple M. Saturday scrum for King G, Triple M rocks footy.
1: All right, speaking of, uh, of footy, here we go. Raiders and the Warriors. Now this afternoon, well, there's some changes, Reedy. Really. How many? Yeah, I think I've got my head around yeah. this time. Sebastian Chris
3: is into the second row oh, good. for Hudson Young, who hurt his knee last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Sutton's in the starting side for Dinamis Louie. Louis drops out of the side altogether and Tom Starling comes on the bench. That wasn't – I think well that wasn't
4: that difficult. Well played. It's right, easy. Yeah. <laughs> well so here Get you go. Here you back in Rudy after the ride. Here, well here you back in Well, Sebastian Chris thing through me. I mean, I heard it's the conversation you are
2: having when you've been to- – I thought there were 21 playing for <laughs> Canberra this afternoon, the way you were going through it.
4: Anyway,
1: We've well, got there in the end. It's all that matters. It's a, it's a good game, this one, the look of cool, it. For yeah. the Warriors, you know, it's, it's an important game for them, isn't it? And, and obviously the Raiders as well, but it's a great <laughs> test for the, for the Warriors, I reckon, down there. It's, yeah, it's important for both teams, <laughs> yeah. don't it yeah. It is. And as I look at the type of scoreboard, it's nil all at the moment, so that's a good thing. <laughs> and it'll be a game of two
3: halves, I yeah. reckon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the contest. Because I think both teams will be disappointed with their performance last week. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders leading by 12, nearly got run down. A game they possibly should have lost eventually to, to Cronulla. Um, and Warriors led with five to go, but got beaten. So um, I don't think we've seen them at their best, either of these teams. Really interesting contest because I think there's a real contrast in the way these two sides play as well.
3: Big, big chance for Sean O'Sullivan today. Peter O'Sullivan's his dad's a recruitment manager at. Uh at the Warriors, the man who discovered is Gree Inglis and Israel Folau. Um, with Chanel Tavid Harris out, Sean gets his chance at, at half. We saw him in Brisbane. He played some decent footy up there at times uh, before he was injured. So, um, you know, be interesting to see how he goes. But bit Canberra still, I think you're right. Canberra haven't really clicked this year, have they? I think... I think- they're one of those sides I think we think will win the comp. But they haven't really clicked into
4: gear yet. Well, the one
3: I think thing they a have good thing quick...
4: If you Ricky Stewart, I think it's a real good thing. If you're Ricky Stewart, you don't want to be in a, uh, the old saying. It's a it's a marathon, not a, a sprint. And I think the fact that the Tigers there were six all the Tigers in the first round, the fact that last week the Sharks could have beaten them if the goal kicks went their way. I think Ricky Stewart likes that. I think Ricky Stewart's starting to think that maybe a bit of luck's on our, our side this year, which which he needs. You always need a bit of luck to win a competition, and they've got a, they've got a formidable outfit. They've got a formidable team. They've, they haven't hit their straps yet. Today they could, and I think they will today. Yeah, the pronunciations have
2: clicked. Yep. We now know it's Chance, Nickel, Klukster <laughs> and Josh Papali. Believe yes. Yeah. And I can't wait for Corey and Nida to come back. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I see that Elliot um, Whitehead—he's waiting to for become you know, Australian citizen. He and his partner, uh, yeah, Money. and looking for so he's wanting to impress. He Wants to get that contract extension uh, in Canberra as well. He's been a good oh, signing, been, hasn't he? Part yeah, of that uh, great signing,
3: part of the English influx there with Hodgson and George Williams. I mean, they've all been really good for them. It's been—it was a great move by Peter Mulholland the recruitment guru in Canberra, to look over to England to try and... Because Canberra obviously missed out in Tedesco. They missed out Mansoor Mansour, um, guys they went after. And when they turned their back on the club and didn't sign there, they decided they'd go on a, dif- on a different tangent. And yeah. it's been great for them.
1: Our regional listeners will uh, listen to the uh, Broncos taking on the Bulldogs. Uh, the pressure in terms of the, the Broncos when they play, play the Bulldogs, which is a team I guess they'd be hoping, expecting to have some success against. For It'll be interesting how that happens this afternoon for Kevin and his men.
2: Look, there's so much talent there, but it, it's young, and when you're in difficult circumstances and you're looking for somebody to lead you out of it, I'm not quite sure who that person is. The problem with the Broncos is that Uh, mentioned last week when you score in a game you want to go back to back when the opposition score you want to make sure that they don't go back to back opening two games this year the opposition have scored four tries in a row last week three and seven minutes or something so all of a sudden the game gets out of hand and the scoreboard pressure becomes even more so the longer they can hold hang into these type of games then their talent will come through this young talent i've tipped them not with any confidence but um, they've just got to make sure that they find some resilience when the game is turned against them, because they haven't so far. I've tipped them too, Sterling. Good yeah, to you see you. you right? uh, and,
4: yeah. yeah, well, that first <laughs> game against the Eels, when they went out to a 16-point nil, and I thought, hey, here we go, they're starting to click, and I think that a lot of that was emotion for the last you know, three or four months, with Kevy having them, and, and Kevy's a very emotional character himself, and but what we've seen in the last couple of weeks or against the Titans in particular was something that we you shake your head out and go well come on that first 40 minutes you show that you got the intestinal fortitude show your fans who keep turning up and I, I like what Jordan Rickey um, had to say through the week the young guy they signed he said look I've, I'm I'm signing now in hope that other guys will follow because I'm here for the long haul and I want to hear that I want here I'm here to make Brisbane great again and I think a young guy saying that has a lot of volume, and um, if other blokes around him are uh, having second thoughts, i.e., the Katoni Stags of the world and uh, the Corey uh, or the Oates as well, who, who's been linked to uh, the, the Titans as well, if they think this young kid's come along and he's leading the way, well, let's let's stick it out with him. It was it was great. I, I love what he said, and uh, good on him, young Ricky, a player, up and coming player, big time. Interesting to see the reaction
2: from Milford and Croft both put on notice yes. this week.
4: Yeah. Mm. In, in 20 seconds, the
1: Eels, you have, so they have some trouble I'm, with the Sharks. I'm I,
2: you know, they were intense last week against Melbourne. Sometimes it's hard to reproduce that kind of performance, and we struggle against Cronulla, but uh, I think, you know, if they play close to their best, they win. But Cronulla, it's it's an upset game on the cards.
4: Eels being West for mine.
1: Sadly, that's where I have to leave you, Sydney. Uh, listeners, we'll catch the Swans taking on Adelaide at the Sydney Cricket Ground, as I said. Regional listeners, Broncos and the Bulldogs, see you next week. <laughs>
0: Triple M. Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy.
1: Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the
0: Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.